everyone. This is Paige and welcome back to the So Rude Podcast. I'm so excited you're tuning in for another episode. Today, I have a really exciting guest joining me, Irma Yahij. Irma is a fashion designer creating everything from accessories to handbags. After graduating from Moore College of Art and Design in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Irma had big dreams of moving to the Big Apple. Now, Irma is based out of New York City, designing handbags for different companies that are spread throughout the U.S. I would also like to mention, Irma and I met and have stayed in touch for all of these years, and it is so exciting to see someone grow into the successful fashion designer that she is today. Irma, thank you so much for coming on the So Rude podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're here. And I know I told people a little bit about your background, but is there anything else you'd like to share with us about yourself or your background? So I'm originally from Sweden. And yes, I am based out of New York City. But currently I'm in Boston, actually, to live with my parents because of COVID and all the crazy other stuff that's going on. Yeah, I feel like COVID has definitely made things pretty crazy in New York City, huh? Yeah, it's it's really it's a ghost town and it's been really scary, but I just feel safer here in Boston with my family, so I think for now I'm just kind of going back and forth. And so you mentioned that you're originally from Sweden. When did you and your family come to the US and what was that like? We came to the US in September 2007. So my dad received a job at DuPont as a biochemist, I believe. I don't know, something in science. (laughs) (laughs) So we moved here in 2007. And basically, we moved. And then the fourth day here, I started high school. Oh, wow. So yeah, it was such a cultural shock. It was scary. And I remember my first day, they told me to go to the office the first day to get me all set up. And I walked into the school from the school bus and I didn't know where to go. I was so lost. I could not find the office. And then I found a teacher and I was just about to ask her how to get to the office. But because I didn't know English, I just realized I don't know how to ask her. (laughs) It was actually a mistake. If you remember her, I don't know if she's still there, but basically she eventually figured out, okay, just take this girl to the office because I don't, I can't even communicate with her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That must be so challenging being in a new place, not knowing anyone and not fully familiar with the language and trying to ask questions. Wow. That's really intimidating. Yeah. It was scary, but I just took it day by day. Yeah. It's so crazy hearing you say, I couldn't even ask her directions in English. And then the way you speak today, completely very fluent. How was that trying to learn English? Was it hard? Were there any tricks that you used to try and learn it more quickly? I mean, I think the best thing you can do is just surround yourself with the language, which was, I mean, it was a perfect situation for me because everybody around me, except for my parents, were speaking fluent English the TV was fluent English, the radio was. So I was in an ESL class, is that what it was called? Like for people who... English second language, yeah. Yes, I was there. But that was challenging too, because nobody there speaks Swedish. So mm-hmm. that was hard too. And for a couple of months, I had a, I guess it's called a private teacher. She would come with me to all of my classes and sit by me and 
basically just helped me. She was with me for about two, three months. Oh, wow. And yeah. And then slowly I began to, it's amazing when you're like surrounded by the language, how much you actually soak in. It's a whole different situation than being in a classroom learning a language. Mm-hmm. You learn much quicker and you pick things up much quicker. And I think after like two months, I kind of started talking myself. So, I mean, it was definitely challenging because I remember my second week in school and we had to read for English Shakespeare. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like a homework. And me and my mom were sitting at home trying to figure this out because she was struggling with English herself. I think my dad was the one who really knew English the best of the three of us. So it was such a nightmare just staying up all night long trying to figure out the Shakespeare that's in English. It's the most hardest English you can possibly mm-hmm. imagine. Oh, so true. <laughs> The old time English, the very, that is just so different than the way people speak today. So yeah, that's challenging. (laughs) Yeah, that was hard. And they also put me in French class to learn French. So basically that was so confusing because I had to learn French, which I didn't know through English, which I didn't know. So I was basically just, all right, what's going on here? I really, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) that's that's really funny and another thing that I noticed and getting back to something I had mentioned earlier was after meeting you in high school one thing that was really evident from the beginning is that you had a really cool style and you would experiment with hair color and different shirts and different shoes and so I was just curious because now you work in fashion When did you first realize that you loved fashion? Like, when did you first start to experiment? So I was always very experimental ever since I was a little kid. I remember we were on a vacation in Greece and I was maybe four or five. And I literally like was so bored from all my clothes. So I made an outfit out of trash bags, basically. Oh my gosh. And my mom still has a picture of that because they were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that a child is doing this and it actually looks good. (laughs) That is so cool. So I always like, I was always very experimental. I always wanted to try something different. I always wanted to stand out. So I think it kind of came natural to me that, but I didn't realize it until maybe 11th grade. I was always in the art field and I always knew I wanted to be an artist of some sort. But then in 11th grade, I was like, why don't I just become like a fashion designer? I should totally go to fashion school and, you know, really, I already knew how to sew, but like really know how to sew and put together, make my own clothing and accessories and all of that. So it came very natural. It was a little bit of an issue. I think in my household, because my parents, my mom is a nurse and my dad is a scientist, like I mentioned. So they kind of didn't understand it some of the time. And they were afraid that if I went for this field as a career, I maybe wouldn't make enough to live. Because yeah. a lot of artists, they, they struggle a lot with that. But I don't know, they, they still supported me the whole time. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that they did, even if they didn't really understand it. And a lot of the times they didn't understand my 
my crazy hair colors and my <laughs> like outfits and they were like oh why are you wearing that but <laughs> you know I don't know it's just I've always been so experimental and into fashion and hair and makeup and all of that I really remember there was a time in high school where you had these like giant hoops on and I don't want to call it a mullet because I don't think it was a mullet, but you had like some shaggy hairstyle going on and it was just so different than the cookie cutter things that you see in school at the time. And so honestly, it was just so cool looking at someone and they were more willing to try something new. I always thought that was just so cool. Yeah. It's fun. And you see now, like my hair is like super bright red. I mean, I've always had something weird going on. (laughs) Yeah. And so when you were growing up and you said that you were willing to experiment, you wanted to try different things, you found some trash bags and you made an outfit. Where, where were you getting your fashion taste from then? And has that changed where you're getting your fashion taste now? So, I mean, as a child back then, I think I was just like really creative as a kid you know and I think I got it from like different kids tv shows and I think now it's more sophisticated should I say Vogue magazine and like really just knowing what's going on around the world and doing just research like even just going to like stores even like online now since we're not really going to stores and just seeing what people are doing and putting my own twist to it. Most of the time you have to look for inspiration, but some of the time it just comes. You see something that you really like or something, even like a Facebook ad sometimes pops up for like a brand or something. And you're like, oh, I really like that. And it kind of starts your creative mind. Right now, people are stuck at home. It's COVID. They're not going out. And a lot of people have fallen into the trap of wearing sweatpants and hoodies every day. Because I know that's me. <laughs> oh, me too. One day when COVID is no longer such a big threat, people are going to have to go back into the world. And for someone that's maybe not as willing or hasn't experimented as much, do you have any tips for someone who's looking to try new things with their fashion and maybe how they can start to find things that might look good for them? I think just watch influencers, honestly, and see, just see what people are doing. And if you watch an influencer, for example, you don't have to pick up everything they're doing. You can just pick up small things like, oh, I like her hair, but I don't like her outfit. Or I don't know, it's so difficult now with this whole COVID thing. I mean, I'm like going insane at home because I feel like I can't be as creative anymore with my outfits and stuff. But Yeah, just see what's out there and what works for you. Like, even if you see an influencer and they have this great style, but that style doesn't work for you, that's fine. That's fine. I think it's important to really, like, when you're trying new things and when you're looking for new things, and if you find something, just make sure that you feel like yourself. If you put on an outfit or do a hair color and you don't feel like yourself in it, that's usually a sign that maybe doesn't fit you or you have to feel good about yourself while I, doing it. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that because sometimes yeah. online or even friends, they'll say to you, well, you just got to get out of your comfort zone. And I recognize that sometimes you do need to change. But like you said, at the end of the day, even if it's outside of your comfort zone, you still want to feel like yourself and you yes. still want to like it. And so I appreciate someone who's in the fashion world saying, 
you still got to make sure that it meets what you're looking for too. Yeah, because really to me, expressing myself through my fashion and everything, it's about expressing me. I'm not trying to express somebody else or, you know, it's just me. And if I don't, if I find something that I like and I put it on and I don't feel like myself, I'm not going to wear that because it's not me. That's what it is. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And in a way, your fashion sense and the way you project yourself to the world, it's the first image someone has of you. And so when someone looks at you and you're willing to experiment a little bit with your fashion, you want people to get a sense of who you are as a person. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly, to me, that's all fashion is expressing yourself. Don't express somebody else, express yourself because you know what? Everybody else is taken. Oh, I love that. You know, because you <laughs> yeah. are taken. So, you know, that's yeah. how I look at that. <laughs> no, I love that. And so going back a little bit to what you were saying, you were in about 11th grade and you had decided, maybe I want to become a fashion designer. And so when you realized that, did you think to yourself, okay, I want to go to college for this? Did you ever think I want to just go out on my own? How did you start to say, I am interested in becoming a fashion designer and then where do I go from here? So it was kind of a stressful time because it was at a time where, so when you start applying to colleges as an artist, you have to have a portfolio. And I already had my portfolio almost done for it was like a fine arts because I didn't really know which direction to go. And then in the midst of that, in finalizing it, I was like, oh, well, you know what? I should probably go to fashion. So I changed my mind. So I had to switch up my whole portfolio and basically start over. And I wanted to go to college. I don't think I ever even thought about doing it just like on my own because I needed to know more. Like I needed more Mm -hmm. of an education on what to do. And I just needed more of a skill set. So I started applying to colleges and just like everybody else, it was such a miserable time (laughs) because you just (laughs) don't know what's going to happen. Like, is nobody going to accept me? So that's kind of how that happened. And then I got into more College of Art, which I will always be so grateful for going there. I think it was honestly just, it's such a fantastic school. I don't think I could have learned as much as I did there anywhere else. I am so proud for going there. One thing I want to touch on, which really shocked me when I heard this story. So we went to different colleges and we would meet up during breaks. And I remember you had said to me one time, I'm going to school in Philadelphia, but on weekends, I would take the train up to New York City for an internship and you would go up in the morning and come back in the evening and sometimes would be working 12, 14 hour days. So can you talk to me a little bit about when did you decide, okay, maybe I want to get this internship or this work experience and what was that like traveling so much? Oh my gosh, it was crazy. So it started on weekends and then it it was hard managing it with school and, you know, and working. I basically had no time off. And then when I graduated, I found a couple months later another internship because I was really looking for a job, but it was really challenging for anybody. I mean, it's so challenging after college to find a job. So I found this other internship that I started And I had to commute 
from, we lived in Delaware at the time. So I had to commute from Delaware to New York three to four times a week. I had to get up at three in the morning and I wouldn't get back till 11, 12 at night because the commute was three hours in one way. So I had to commute for three hours in the morning, work my eight hours as an intern at this accessory company. And then I had to go back three hours. And I cried every night. Like, I swear, I cried every night on the way home because I was so exhausted. And at the time, I didn't know it was going to turn into a job. I had no idea. Like, this could have just been an internship. And then when I'm done, they could have just been like, all right, see ya, you know. And this went on for four months. So it did end up turning into a job. But I'm looking back now, and I don't even know how I did it. Like I could tell people, I don't know how I did it. That was like the craziest thing I've ever done besides like moving to a whole nother continent. But that was like nuts to do that. But I just really, I really wanted to be a designer and I didn't want to be a designer anywhere. I wanted to be a designer in New York City. And that's a big deal. And to do that, I mean, you really like got to pull your sleeves up. People see me and they're like, oh my gosh, your life is like a dream. Which it is, but people don't see all the hard work that's gone into this, all the blood, sweat, and tears. So, I mean, yeah, that was a journey. I don't recommend doing that to anybody, by the way. I'm not, <laughs> don't overwork yourself. <laughs> but yeah, I, I even felt like after that ended, that crazy commute ended, it took me months to recover from it because I was just so exhausted from all of that. And what I love most about that story it's actually a couple things. The first is that you said, I didn't know this was going to turn into a job. I was doing this because I wanted to be a fashion designer in New York City. And you had such a crystal clear goal and vision of where you wanted to go. And so you were putting all of your energy and effort into this path and saying, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. And to be honest with you, I don't think a lot of people have that kind of work ethic where they would get up at three o'clock in the morning, not get home till 11 o'clock at night just to do an internship that they don't know it's going to actually turn into something like, where did you find that work ethic? Because I don't think a lot of people have that. I think it came from my home. It's how I was raised. Both my parents, they worked their asses off. I'm sorry, I maybe can't say that. No, you can say it. <laughs> say that word. No, they're like really hard workers. Like I remember my dad sometimes when I was little, he used to like sleep at his work because he just had to pull all-nighters. And my mom too. I mean, they work, both work very hard. And I think just growing up like that and seeing them working so hard and, you know, becoming successful, it was just kind of like natural to me to do that. And I just really, like I said, I just really wanted to be a designer in New York City and nowhere else. So it, it was just nothing stopping me, basically, just nothing. But I'm like that as a person too. Like if I do something, I'm going to do it 150%. And that's with everything. So I just really think it's the way I grew up. And my parents always push me, you know, this whole thing about being independent and being successful in your career so you can be independent and not rely on anybody. And they push me because it's so important as a woman to have your own security and have your own finances and really just be able to take care of yourself. Men, women, animals, whatever. But I think it's so especially important for women. 
Animals need their own money too. Yes. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. I think that everyone has their own perspectives on life, but whether you're a man, a woman, or whatever you identify as, you should definitely make sure that you are being able to support yourself. And going back a little bit about what you said about having a hard work ethic and how that really came from your family, I think it's so important for people to grow up and have those role models in their lives that are showing them that hard work is important to get you where you are. Because like you said, looking at you today, you're living in New York City, you're a fashion designer, you're working on the things that bring you the most passion and joy. But if you look at the longer stretch of time, it took a while to get to where you are now. And like you said, a lot of people don't see those hard works. They don't see the train rides. They don't see the no free time. They just see where you are now and they think, oh, well, it's easy to be successful. Well, no, it's not easy. You can get there, but you have to put in the work to get there. Yes. Yes. And you know, some people, some people are really lucky because some people maybe inherit businesses or so maybe they don't have to work as hard, but I think most people do to reach a certain level of success. You just have to roll up your sleeves and, you know, work. I don't, I don't know. It's, you know, it's something that, like you said, I was raised like that. And it's something that I want to bring over to my children as well one day. Yeah. And, and sometimes when you're forced to have to really think and say, what am I going to do to get me to where I want to go? And you yourself, maybe with support of friends and family, they're there to support you, but you're still the one that has to figure it out. It also gives you a little bit of tenacity because then it forces you to figure it out. You don't have that handout. Not to say that that's bad either, but just sometimes when you have to figure it out yourself, there's a little bit more pride there because you did it, you know? Right, right. And I mean, that's so true what you said. It's something that I am so proud of. And it's something that even if I have a bad day, I mean, everybody has bad days, but when I have a bad day and I feel insecure and all of that, it's, you know, it's something that I can look back on and be like, you know what, I did this and I'm successful because of this. So you know what, I shouldn't feel insecure and I will do it all over because I, I love fashion. I love what I do. I really do. So I, if I had to, I would do it all over, honestly. That's so great. And Is that so, crazy? No, that's not crazy. That's I think crazy. that just proves that you have so much passion. And even in hearing you as a friend and chit-chatting, there was actually a summer when I was interning in New York City and Irma was living in New York City. And so we would meet yes. up about once a week. We would get dinner or we went to see Mama Mia 2 in theaters. That was fun. Oh my gosh, she was so fun. <laughs> and I remember sometimes she would text me and be like, running a few minutes late because you were staying that extra 10 minutes just to make sure that whatever job was on your desk got done, that just proves so much about your work ethic and the pride you take in your work. Yeah, I love my job. I always say, you know, if I didn't do it as my job, I would do it as a hobby. Yeah, I would. I love it. It's like nothing excites me more than a handbag. It's just the truth. <laughs> I have millions of them and I still want true. millions more. Uh, you have the best taste, honestly. Um, I always Thank text you. Irma and I'm like, okay, what about this bag? I send her pictures yeah. of stuff. I'm like, what did you like this one? So that's it's fun to have a friend in fashion for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so now that you're in the fashion world, you're working for a company, you're designing your own things. Do you have any tips or advice for someone who's looking to work in fashion? Maybe things that they should be considering if they're in high school, college, or even just deciding to make a career change. Yeah. So I think the thing about the fashion industry is the people can be a little bit difficult. 
I don't think it's as much as in the movies. For example, The Devil Wears Prada, exaggerated. <laughs> but I think in this whole fashion world, I think it's very important to find a work environment that suits you and that is supportive of you and that really just in general cares about you and that isn't catty or mean or even bullying at times. Because if you're in a bad work environment, you really can't be creative and you can't give your 100% because you just don't feel good. You probably come home and you feel like crap after a day of somebody being rude or mean to you or whatever. So I think if you really want to become successful in this field and be able to give 100%, you really need a good work environment. But this is also for every field, I think. But I think it's especially important in fashion because there is so many toxic people, which is sad, but it's the truth. So I could not be happier at my job, really. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hustling. But the people are so amazing. My boss is so amazing. And they're also supportive. And they value me. That's so important to find that. And I am really able to give 100% of myself and really be creative and really happy. So I think that's really important. Because when you're like that at a job, you really are able to learn. Because you're not going to learn much from a place that has a toxic environment. You may learn how not to act, if right. that makes sense. <laughs> you know, you may learn that. And that's important to learn too. But if you find yourself in a place that's toxic, just try to get out. Get out. Especially, you know, I always say, if you want to go to New York, there are millions and millions of jobs in New York. Especially in fashion, because it's such a fashion center. So really, if you get out of college fine just get take what you can find and then if you don't like it move on to the next one i agree with everything that you just said and i just think that was so powerful coming from someone in fashion to say you need to find an environment that matches you and makes you feel supported so that you can do the best job that you can and i love what you said about it's not just fashion this is relevant to any industry so yes. whether you're interested in fashion health writing movies whatever it is you want to work in an environment that you feel both physically and mentally happy at because then you're going to be able to be successful i just really loved what you said about that and I know you talked a little bit about if you're interested in fashion, there are so many jobs in New York City, go out and look. Are there any characteristics or skill sets that you think someone needs to be successful in fashion? I think hard worker is number one. And I think having a very strong portfolio, like for somebody who is in college now, maybe making their portfolio or somebody who's out of college looking for a job, having a strong portfolio is very important because it shows who you are as a designer. Also, having a good resume is important too. I get my resume professionally done because I'm a designer. I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write. I really don't. Okay. So I would highly suggest, I know it's expensive, but it's a good investment because those professional writers, they know how the system works. They know what words to use. Because when I wrote my own resumes, I wouldn't be able to present myself as well as really who I am. So, and then also keep in mind that if you do go for an interview and you're really serious about the position and the company, they usually ask you to do a project. So sometimes they don't give you a lot of time to do a little project for them. So I would, if you're really interested and serious about a place, I would start 
thinking about maybe even like slowly starting a project for them, or maybe even having a project already done before you come to the interview, because that really, that's really impressive if you can do that. I never did that because I never thought of it. If you're someone in college and you're applying to a job and it's a company you're really interested in, that's so interesting that you said maybe even start thinking about that project that you would start for them because if you don't have a lot of time, you've already gotten your feet wet, so to speak, in getting something prepared for them. Yes. And it also really impresses the person who's interviewing you because they see that you're serious about this. Yeah, that's so interesting. Wow. So that's totally different than some of the industries that I work in. I've never been asked to put a project together before. And if someone did, I probably would be surprised. But knowing that it's common in fashion, now people aren't so surprised if that happens to them when they apply. Right, right. And so earlier today, you were saying you love handbags. I can attest to this. I think shoes and handbags, Irma has so many and they're all gorgeous. And currently you've been working a lot in the accessories world. Have you ever thought about branching out of that or any other accessories you'd love to create or you'd love to work on in the future? I have actually. I did clothes in college, but I've never actually had a job in clothes. I've always had a job in handbags. So I have been, I have thought about what that would be like, if that's any different, and maybe I'll do want to explore it one day. But right now, I'm just, I'm so happy in handbags. Like I'm currently working on the Jessica Simpson brand together with my senior designer and my design director. And I'm so happy where I am right now. And I really just want to master the handbag field, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I love that you're staying very focused and you said, this is something I want to master. And then once I'm in a position where I've really gotten a true grasp of this, I can think about other things. I know I tend to be someone that I'll start something and I'll almost get distracted. I'll be like, oh, like what about this thing over here? And I enjoy hearing from you saying, maybe you really need to focus in on what you do well right now. And then that gives you the leverage to try something new in the future because they can see how well you did of a job over here. For sure. And maybe I'll end up in shoes one day. I mean, who knows? Hey, you never know, right? The world has definitely taught us you never know. (laughs) And, you know, maybe there's going to be an Irma Yahij line coming out, you know? Yeah, I'll be waiting in line. In the future. (laughs) You'll have to keep us posted. Will do. (laughs) And so, in addition to maybe venturing out into some other things that you'd love to create? Are there any other goals you have for your future or anything on your bucket list that you're thinking about? Right now, it's just surviving COVID. I mean, okay, that makes it sound like I have it. No, I don't have it. I just want to <laughs> I just want to survive this pandemic. Especially with you, you're living in New York City right now. You're staying in Boston just for safety precautions. Yeah, but yeah I feel like New York City is definitely not the same New York City it was two, three years ago. It's not. I remember back in, what was it, back in June. So I moved back to Boston like mid-March. And then back in June, we went for the first time to like go check on my apartment and get some summer stuff. Because when I came here first, we thought this was going to last two weeks. We didn't think it was going to last months. And it was so sad. And it actually gave me in the car, it gave me an anxiety attack just seeing how empty the city was and how different it is. And I just really felt like, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one who felt like this, but like my life was kind of like taking away from me because the life I built in New York, I worked so hard and 
I really did build a happy, healthy life there for myself. So it was just really sad. And it's still sad to go there because I don't think it's as bad as it was back in June. I think it's definitely more, the city's more alive now, but it's still so different than before this pandemic. And it's just, I really hope everything recovers and people return and things go back to normal quickly. Yeah, I agree with you. There was one summer I got to spend there in an internship. And the one thing that that city had was a lot of life. That was definitely yeah. a great way to describe it. There was Day always something night. going on. Day or night, doesn't matter. The city's alive and it's yeah. going hard. <laughs> yeah. And so hopefully, you know, in time, things get back to whatever the new normal is, but hopefully a more alive, enjoyable normal. Yeah, I hope so. And so Irma, it has been such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. I've enjoyed all the things that you've shared about your experience and how you made it into fashion. And every time I have a guest on the show, I always end on the final question. And that is, what is one thing that you would tell your younger self? Oh, see, I know you asked this question. I never thought about it. I would tell my younger self, stop being insecure and do you. I have so many people just tell me like, oh, stop with this weird fashion and stop with just don't worry about their saying, do you? That's what I would tell my younger self. I love that. It's so easy to get intimidated and distracted by what other people think. And and the worst is if that takes you away from what you truly want to do. Yeah. 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 And it can very easily. It can. Yeah. Hey, if you had listened to people saying, what about fashion? You may never have been a fashion designer in New York City, right? I know. That's no, crazy. That's true. <laughs> so Irma, thank you so much again for coming on the So Rude podcast. It was so much fun having you. And listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to reach out and let me know what are some tidbits that Irma shared with you today that you're going to take with you. Are you considering going into the fashion world? But as always, thank you so much again for listening. And I hope you have a great day. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. Irma, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I think this is so cool. I'm so proud of you, Paige. I think this podcast is amazing. I listen to it almost every day. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you think that's creepy or whatnot, but I do. And I love all the topics that you cover. It's just, I can't wait to see this grow into like one of the biggest podcasts ever. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I've, I've been honestly loving it. It's been such a great experience. And I also love showcasing really cool people with really cool stories, which I think your story is so cool. Coming to the US, trying to learn a new language, becoming a fashion designer in New York City, taking the world by storm. Like I was just so excited to share your story. So I'm so thankful that you came on. Thank you. I'm so honored that you asked me to be on here. Of course. And so thank you again, guys. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.